You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a very special episode of the Oz Network as we once again bring you a special interview today with a cast member of one of the shows that we have been covering here on the Oz Network. And today it is from Third Watch. Uh, Amy Carlson, who, of course, played uh, the role of Alex Taylor between seasons two and four on Third Watch. Um, Very much an honour to be able to bring this interview with you today and to speak with Amy. And, of course, a lot of people outside of Third Watch might know her uh, for playing Linda Reagan on uh, Blue Bloods. For close to seven years, she was actually only just recently uh, written out of the show. So we do ask about that at the end of this interview, but obviously mainly focus on her time on Third Watch. And some great, great tales here around uh, how she was cast on the show and how another show that wasn't Third Watch, uh, but very similar to Third Watch, uh, very much nearly happened. She also talks about uh, working with Bobby Cannavale in the early days, working on uh, my personal favourite episode, After Hours. You knew I had to bring that one up. And, uh, of course, what happened uh, a lot around the September 11 storylines. Um, some great insight into just how much that changed the show, uh, how that was shot around everything, and just also the significant loss that they did have uh, around a lot of people who worked on the show at that time. Uh, she also speaks about working on the uh, ER crossover episode with Sherry Spring- uh, Stringfield. And, uh, of course, uh, her ultimate demise on uh, Third Watch and the, the graphic way that it was uh, portrayed. And uh, just why she uh, decided to leave the show. What uh, brought her about that? And kind of confirming a bit of a, a ongoing theory in regards to Third Watch and the shift post-season four which are something that we have discussed a lot on this show. And, of course, uh, talks a little bit about Blue Bloods, um, the fan reaction around that, and uh, what's next for her moving forward. And I will just say, quick little note here for our listeners who are maybe watching along uh, with our episodes of Third Watch. Uh, if you are watching them in time with us and in order in regards to uh, when uh, we're releasing this. There will obviously be spoilers related around her her demise, why she left the show. So um, if you uh, do not wish to be spoiled, uh, skip through sort of just after we talk a little bit about the 9-11 stuff for about five or ten minutes uh, just in regards to her leaving the show. If you don't want to be spoiled, uh, just a a fair warning because I guess in terms of our scheduling, we've pre-recorded a lot of our episodes around uh, what we're talking about uh, in regards to when we're actually releasing these episodes. So just a bit of warning there for our fans if you're watching Third Watch along with us at the time and don't want to be spoiled. But sit back, relax, and listen to my chat with actor Amy Carson. It is a massive, massive pleasure to welcome our next guest here to the show today on the Oz Network. Uh, we've obviously been covering a little bit of a show called Third Watch recently, uh, going through all the episodes, and it's always been our goal to try and track down some of the cast members to talk a little bit about their time on the show. One such cast member, who not only is, of course, known for her role on Third Watch playing Alex Taylor, but several other TV shows and movies across the years, and it is an absolute pleasure to be able to welcome her to the show today to talk a little bit about everything that she's been up to, Third Watch, and uh, who knows what else we can find to talk to today. Please welcome to the show, Amy Carson. Amy, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Thanks for having me. It's uh, it's a pleasure, as I was just saying to you off air, and it's um, it's crazy to think that uh, I was just kind of looking through uh, sort of your credits and everything, kind of uh, you know everything you've been involved in, and it's it's pretty much been about uh, fourteen years since you were even on Third Watch. So <laughs> I mean, this is something that I, I'm sure you. Don't often assume you're going to get interviews about anymore. (laughs) 
Well, the strange, strange, but also interesting thing is that I just had um, someone in New York visiting from Berlin who reached out to me, who's been like a lifelong Third Watch fan. Also, she's like a massive Third Watch fan. So she, uh, she, she was in New York, and so I was just talking about Third Watch. That's the whole point. Fantastic. <laughs> well, I'm glad to so, see that it's still in conversation. <laughs> conversation, yeah, it actually is. Um, but yeah, so I have talked about third watch and I'm still close with a lot of people on the show. So I, it comes up quite more often than you would think, actually. It's, it's, it's a close little fan community that we've found, I think, kind of since we've been podcasting about it, because I mean, I've been, you know, involved in radio and podcasts for some time and it was always sort of like a, a bucket list, uh, ambition of mine that I could find someone to talk about this show with because, it's, it's always something that when people ask me the question, what's your favourite TV show? And I say third watch. It's always a, oh, I haven't heard of that one. Because I guess it wasn't necessarily maybe here in Australia, you know, sort of uh, that big. But once you explain it and you yeah. kind of tell what it is, they kind of like, oh, I think I remember that one. I mean, it's kind of, it's, it's one of those shows that I feel that it needs more credit. I'm going to be biased with it. But, um, you know, it's got a nice little community out there that still talk about it, I find. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Which, I mean, how I've, how do you find that sort of when this opportunity came up to be on the show? Uh, I mean, had you kind of, you know, watched it? I guess because I mean, not even been on for about a bit over a season, obviously, before you were cast as uh, Alex Taylor. I mean, was it something that you kind of paid much attention to or the opportunity came about for you to be on the show and then you kind of checked it out then? Well, <clears throat> excuse me, strangely enough, I knew about Third Watch quite a bit because I had done the exact same season. I had done a different show, which was sort of almost the same concept, and it was called St. Michael's Crossing. Mm -hmm. So St. Michael's Crossing was um, cops, firefighters, paramedics in New York, and it was with Michael Chiklis. And, uh, you know, he was on The Shield. Yep. <clears throat> Remember that actor? Yeah. So anyway, so we did this pilot, and then they said, we were all thought we were all going to go on this pilot, and then they were like, actually, no, this other show, Third Watch, got picked up. <laughs> so I heard about it right away, and I was like, what is this Third Watch? And then I knew uh, some of the actors on it, and so I had watched it, and when the opportunity came, they, they developed this, they had this idea for this character, who was actually based on the showrunner, Brooke Kennedy. Mm-hmm. Um, this character of Alex Taylor was based on her. <clears throat> and I was shooting an episode of um, Law and Order Special Victims Unit in New York. And I live in New York, so I was here anyway. But I was shooting, but I was going from set to these auditions. And then <clears throat> I went to the final audition, which was in 30 Rock. It was like a big audition. And everyone was there, John Wells and Chris Chulak and Brooke Kennedy and everyone. They had four of us waiting out in the waiting room and uh yeah that was that was that so i had heard of it wow wow it's um it's kind of because i mean we, we we're just sort of at least at the point where we're up to in in the show we're sort of uh midway through season three i guess in terms of our recording schedule obviously our release schedule is a little bit different for those listening at home but um i mean we we obviously kind of went through everything when you were introduced in the the second season because you obviously were the first sort of new person uh to join the main cast outside of the the original nine so i mean is it as an as an actor to kind of come into an established cast i mean you mentioned you already knew some of the, the cast members but i mean is it kind of you have to find your footing i guess because it's not only i guess you're trying to work with these people who have already been doing this for a little over a season but it's also i guess the audience too who we're used to these uh you know nine uh cast members and now we've got to you know find ourselves introduced to a tenth one how how is that as an actor joining that established cast sort of in an established show 
It's a little bit intimidating, I'm not going to lie to you, because <laughs> they have all their rhythms, especially the guys playing, you know, like Eddie and um, Anthony and Mike Beach, they were all, they were all kind of in their groove, and then all of a sudden, then I showed up, <laughs> so it was like, who are you, uh, you know, like, you know, Kim also, they were all in this mode, and so, you know, it's funny for me, but it's also funny for them, too, because they're like, checking out the new kid you know yeah yeah and i also can so, imagine in, sorry go ahead. yeah i was gonna say on a, on a show obviously like third watch when uh you know it is so much based on kind of these emergency workers and kind of the the training and sort of the the things that you've got to do obviously to prepare for such a role and it's it must have been interesting sort of for your role kind of saying you know obviously what it was based on brooke kennedy but it also the fact that you kind of can't just go in preparing like i'm just playing a firefighter oh i'm just playing a paramedic you're, you're doing both so how was that kind of preparation involved in that did you go on the ride-alongs like many of the other cast did did you kind of you know watch a lot of this sort of stuff going and having to learn both sides of it rather than just one role well, when I got the job, I didn't, you know, it was really, it happened really fast. And I started shooting pretty much within the week. So they said, you know, we have a rehearsal. And I was like, rehearsal? Okay, fine. And I got that we we're going to rehearse this scene. But I get there and they had two fire trucks, like 10 real New York City firefighters. Plus um, Eddie was there and um, Billy Walsh, who plays one of the characters, and a couple other uh, characters, uh, and uh, not characters, um, just a lot of firefighters who actually were played background actors. You know, they were they the, the guys we use, we use them over and over again because mm -hmm. they knew what they were doing and they knew how to make it look real. So they were there, and it was like baptism, literally by fire, playing firefighter. I mean, they had me working, you know, all this different gear and putting out all my uh, my turnouts and, and um, showing me how to, like, you know, use the fire hose and all this stuff. I was, it was kind of like just, it was a like very physical labor, just diving right in. And and it was right outside the stage where we shot, where we, you know, or like our home stage in Fort Greene, not Fort Greene, sorry, in Greenpoint in Brooklyn. And uh, it was very... Intense. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. They're not watching me. I was the only woman there too, by the way. It was all dudes and me, and I was like, okay. But I felt very—I was fine. I felt very confident because I've always been kind of a tomboy. So I was like, yeah, bring it on. I'll do it. Whatever. <laughs> that must have fit very well in then, obviously playing uh, the role of Alex because I mean that's kind of a character, isn't it? That she's you know essentially yeah. almost one of the boys when it comes down to it. Mm-hmm. Which is, I mean, yeah. it's, what is so unique, I think, about her character as well is because that given that kind of she, she fits in all circles and then obviously, you know, having to be both paramedic and firefighter and then kind of just with everything that goes through with it. And, I mean, obviously, you know, I'll ask a little bit about when it came to the, the season three storylines sort of around 9-11. But, I mean, e even in the in the first season that you sort of in, I mean, one of my, probably my favourite episode of the entire show uh, was After Hours. And, um, you know, that was kind of, I think, oh, really yeah. your first episode where you, we really got to see your character and kind of who she was and just, you know, the fun stuff involved with the drinking with, uh, with Bobby Cannavale's character, of course, Bobby. And then just kind of that obviously ultimately led to your first kiss. And I think your only kiss you had with Bobby, I think, cause that didn't last very long. Um, but I mean, right. that as an episode itself, was that kind of, 
you know, do you have much memories of, of sort of filming around that episode? Because that really, I think, in terms of just the grand scheme of the show, just the most relaxed episode in terms of the fact that you guys are just all letting your hair down after obviously a very tragic sort of uh, night that you've sort of dealt with. I mean, that do you have many memories kind of around that episode? I do. And, you know, my memories are, are always so different than what you see on the TV. <laughs> because I remember that uh, I, we... We're driving around all night, first of all, because, and then we shot that scene that was supposed to be sunset, I think. Yeah. And we shot that, it was sunrise. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) So we had to be like, we shot all night through the whole night. Um, And then we had to be ready for that. We had the one moment to catch that (laughs) shot at sunset, but it was sunrise. (laughs) So we had that like fading new light, which we played as fading light. And it was, I just remember everyone being just delirious because (laughs) even though you shoot all night and you know, you're going to shoot all night, you just never prepared. It's it's like, you know, it's like pulling an all nighter. You just never (laughs) prepared to do it. And people got a little loopy. Wow. So that's what I remember. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. It's it's such a fun episode. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I love that episode too. Yeah, and what was it like? I guess because um, I mean, sort of with Bobby Cannavale. I mean, God, the guy's a household name essentially now. But I mean, kind of, he obviously yeah. left the show just pretty much as you were you were beginning on it. You got to share a kiss with him. You yeah. sort of got to have a bit of right. fun with him on screen. What was it kind of like working with Bobby? I guess in the early days of sort of his uh, fan, you know, his, his fame, I should say. Right. Um, Bobby was, he's always been very all about the work and we're still friends and he's, um, he, you know, he wanted to rehearse and to really work out these scenes and like, um, you know, more than most actors do. He want, he really was wanting to make them meaningful and he just had, he has a real passion to like, to delve into the work and find what's meaningful and what works. And um, I, I admired that. I was really impressed by his commitment to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was sad when Bobby left the show. I like Bobby, poor guy. Um, the thing that I find most interesting, and we've kind of been discussing this, obviously, in Season 3, because, you know, Season 3 is so dominated, obviously, by 9-11, because that, you know, just occurred just before the season was obviously about to premiere. I mean, in, in terms of the yeah. pr- production of the show, I, I can imagine that things had to change quite quickly but given that the event happened pretty much of what the same month that it was i guess scheduled to premiere and then it was delayed was there how much of the the season was already kind of planned or shot before it all happened and how much sort of work around was having to happen when this happened and whether or not the show maybe would even i guess continue because i'm sure there was all plenty of discussions going on between you know john and ed and then even the network and just everything around what on earth could even continue with the show based on 9-11 yeah, well, that was it. And in fact, most of the stuff that we had shot prior to 9-11 was kind of interspersed later in the season. They had to figure out where to place it because then, of course, they had to deal with that right away. Mm-hmm. And how do we incorporate that because that just changed everything for those for the for the all, all of the emergency services forever, you know. So they did. um they reworked stuff, and they they saw what they could salvage, and I thought they did a really good job um, with working into the plot line and, and in a in a really respectful way, um, and getting to see. I mean, they gave me great stuff to do with losing my father, and you know, like all that. Uh, it was very. I thought that stuff was was really powerful. Yeah. Um, 
But interestingly enough, because films crews are so agile and, you know, you got to get the lights up and get the things going and, you know, and we move fast, like a company of 150 and we're really fast. Like we can light, these guys can light with their light, light, their lights and, um, the lighting trucks and all that they can, I'm sure you've seen them on set at night, you know, and they can light a whole area. Yeah. Um, quickly. And we go, you know, we'll light one area. And if we have to shoot someplace else at night, we move and light that area. Well, interestingly enough, so Brooke, right when nine 11 happened on nine 11, Brooke Kennedy sent our lighting trucks down to ground zero and lit the scene to try to find people. Oh, wow. Um, those were the lights. So it's like it was so there was so much overlap between our show and 9/11. I mean, we lost 13 of the firefighters that worked with us like I mentioned before all, all the time. Hmm. The guy who taught me to use the um the the uh, fire hose, um he was in Rescue 3 and uh he didn't survive. There was just a lot of a lot of, we lost a lot of people, so we were pretty heartbroken and as all New Yorkers were, but uh we we were also really invested in telling the story of the people that we knew and the people that we lost. And I think that that's a rare moment in TV when you can you can be so you know in sync with what's actually happening in the world in a meaningful way. And so we felt a lot of responsibility. And I think we've sort of discussed with it that I found that I, I don't really know of a fictional show that was on air at the time really was as affected as much as Third Watch would have been. I mean, I know the West Wing kind of had a bit around it, obviously, given their sort of stories. But, I mean, it's it's kind of how Third Watch was directly affected because, I mean, this is purely about the emergency service workers of New York City and they're kind of the ones who are sort of heavily involved in such an event. And, I mean, kind of just saying what you were going on there about how, you know, you lost so many of, of people who were working on the show. I mean, I, I, I can, can't imagine as an actor, like, just how initially it is to kind of get back into that role. As you were saying, obviously, you want to sort of pay tribute and kind of, you know, get on with it, I guess, as everybody uh, in New York and, and America wanted to at the time, you know, when the time was right. But is I can't imagine that the challenging sort of aspect in that first day when you're having to kind of work around this and kind of, you know, just, I guess, that first day you've got to move on, I guess. Yeah. The first day, yeah, we had to just dive in. Well, the, what was interesting, though, is our first day back was sort of a skeleton crew, and we went to um, Ladder 6, the Dragon Fighters downtown, which was that kind of the miracle story of this. You know, they were in the um, – they did in their own words, which was mm-hmm. – did you see that episode? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, fantastic episode. Yeah. Isn't that what that's what it's called, right? I never remember episode yeah, names. Yeah, so no, in, like, in their own so, words, correct, oh. yeah. Yeah, so that was it. So we all kind of gathered and we were with uh, them there, uh, Ladder Six, and uh, we, what, Six and Six, Engine Six, Ladder Six. So they, you know, we went there and spent time with them. And so we kind of put a toe in and realized, like, the gravity of these stories we're going to be telling and interacted with that, that particular um, company and. That kind of kicked it off because we it would have been weird to go right into the fictional world. So we went into this like sort of meta world, and then then we started shooting it, and it re- it really informed everything we did after that. 
What did you know much, or can you remember much? I guess of of where Taylor was going to go as a character had nine eleven not happened. Because I mean, obviously her storyline really changed significantly, um, sort of with her father and and everything that would happen in season three. But was there was there much planned? Do you remember sort of for Taylor had nine eleven not happened? What was kind of that initial plan for season three for your character? I don't remember exactly, and I'm not sure. You know. That sometimes they don't always tell us like exactly what's going to happen to our <laughs> to our characters. So with her, yeah, they didn't really. They, I don't. I actually, I don't remember anything. Nothing stands out about what, um, what was going to happen. Mm. But was it before that that I was involved, or was it after that that I was involved with? Um, Kobe's character. It was sort of during and after because you you kind of bonded, I guess, over the fact that obviously his character's dad died in the line of duty and sort of that was the initial, I guess, uh, how you guys were connected. Um, And, yeah, I mean, we're literally up to the point in the show where you guys are just together um and yeah i mean I, I it's 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 a fun little pairing because i the thing that i really love about it is the fact that kind of how you guys get together and it's just as you know anthony's character of carlos is obviously just finding out and initially thinks that you know davis is gay and then sort yeah. of catches you and right. then you've got that back it's, it's great <laughs> yeah that was really fun which how was- how is it working sort of i mean i can imagine like the scenes with, with Anthony must have been great fun just because, you know, his character at that time was really sort of, I mean, he was a massive douche, but he was just hilarious, like, as a douche. I mean, it just Blair. those back and yeah. forth little arguments that you guys have, things like that must be just so fun to be able to do. That was so fun, yeah. And, yeah, it's it's really, Anthony's still, he's, he and I still talk, and I'm, I'm friends with his wife, and, uh, yeah, I think, just working with him. He's really funny. He's really sharp and he's, he loves to play in the acting world. You know, he loves to play the scenes out. So he, I love, I always, but he can be really stubborn too. So it was, it worked perfectly. (laughs) (laughs) And I can't imagine too, that sort of being able to, what I was going to say, I can't imagine as well doing uh, sort of some nice little love scenes there with Kobe Bell isn't exactly a hard day at work either. I mean, those must have been some uh, fun scenes to shoot too. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But he's like the most incredible gentleman you'll ever meet in your life. And uh, I think his wife was pregnant with twins at the time. So the whole thing, as actors, you're just like, okay, let's do this. You know what I mean? It's like... It can be extremely awkward, but it was fine. Um, he's so polite that I was like, all right, it's going to be fine. <laughs> well, there's the, the one know? scene, I think, kind of um, when you guys first get together, there's like this shot of you guys in the shower, which is kind of like... I know, that scene was something else. Which is kind of interesting to see because, I mean, this is obviously like, you know, network TV. It's sort of not cable. I mean, yeah. I, I'm watching that like, wow, for network TV, that's pretty, uh, you know, confronting. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. I know. Yeah, they had to build, I remember, you know, they built that whole shower and Brooke had this whole vision and we were going to do, there was a whole thing. The shower took a lot of time <laughs> and I don't think they went on for very long. It was kind of a short moment. Yeah. But it told a lot of story. Yeah, no, it did. It definitely did. One, I mean, one of my favorite parts to a season three, I guess, is, um, I mean, I was a huge ER fan. That's kind of what drew me into Third Watch when I when I heard the okay. show was a thing. And obviously the crossover episode and you and Kim were uh-huh. very much heavily involved in, in, in that yeah. side of things too, with obviously with Sherry character coming in from ER. I mean, was was there much yeah. memory in terms of that experience? Kind of how how did that sort of work with the crews? Was it shared crews, or did they sort of film the stuff in New York and just kind of send it um, back to to Hollywood for ER? I mean, was how did that all kind of come about? 
She Sherry was in New York, and so we shot all the stuff in New York. And then they did this stuff like we built we built some things in our stage to match their stage. Mm-hmm. So they did flight. We none of us went to LA. Well, I don't think any. Well, I didn't go to LA, but I don't, I'm not sure anyone else went to LA. But Sherry was definitely here, and, and for me, it was the main person I, I worked with. And I was like a super fan of VR, also. So <laughs> I don't know. So working with her was a thrill. Like I was so I was so excited to meet her, and she was just charming and lovely, and it was fantastic. Wow. Um. So. That was a big thrill for me because I had been a fan of VR since the, the beginning. So I just um, remember the ad as soon as they were like in a special event, ER third watch crossover. I just lost my shit. Yeah. I'm like, holy crap, this is the greatest <laughs> thing ever. <laughs> but I think isn't this when Sherry had come back to ER? Yeah, she'd been a because she let, didn't she wasn't she the first sort of main person to leave and then she yeah. came yeah, so, yeah she did. Um, which was kind of good how they worked that into sort of her character with her because it was a sister's daughter that went missing. Oh, yeah, Chloe. Yeah. Right? And because yeah, I remember in the that. early days, like, it was kind of like one of these continuity things. I mean, I think she was gone for a while and she came back and they were still able to kind of work this as part of her storyline. It was very cleverly written. Yeah. They did a good job with that. Yeah. Um, and, like, kind of season four, I think, kind of, you know, I want to get to your uh, end, I guess, as Taylor. But, I mean, before I actually trying to get to one bit, uh, when you're playing this role and kind of, like, I always wanted to see Taylor more as a firefighter. I kind of think that, you know, it was getting to a point where the firefighter storyline sometimes just didn't seem to kind of happen as much and obviously around, yeah. you know, Eddie's character when it would happen. But did you kind of feel one way or the other? Did you prefer Taylor as, as a firefighter or a paramedic throughout your time on the show? I always liked her as a firefighter better, personally, and I felt more connected to that. It was fun to do the paramedic stuff because it's actually easier and less expensive. Doesn't <laughs> always come down to that to shoot because you know, two people in a. Uh, I mean, we shot crazy stuff on Third Watch. Like, so there were times when, like, my mom visited me on set the day I we put an ambulance in downtown Manhattan with three cameras on it. So we we're it's like one staring at me through the windshield, one up my my left. Uh, the driver, you know, the driver's side, when both sides, by the mirrors on the side mirrors, mm-hmm. have cameras. So it's three cameras. And I'm free driving in Manhattan at like four o'clock on a weekday. <laughs> and then I have like a follow car and a car in front of me. But then, this is not my fault, I hit someone who had a handicapped <laughs> license plate. And the guy got out and stood up. So I don't know. Maybe he, you know what I mean? Like he was fine. He didn't, it, I didn't, no one was, no one was seriously injured but i think i just i couldn't see i could barely i can't believe they're letting me drive like this around your city so they were so it was always such a uh, a clusterfuck is the best word for it um and we would shoot so so they would just they just threw a producer out the door of the ambulance we're like go and so then you see me like this producer's taking on their name <laughs> like you know we, and we just drove off and they're like keep shooting keep shooting like it was it was always and so you know, that kind of chaos of living, like, really living and breathing that show in New York City. Then when we would shoot the fire stuff, it was just, you know, you pull, now we shut down a block. We've got two fire trucks. Everything gets wet. It's just, like, a mess. Lights, everything. 
So I think that they were always just like, let's just do the paramedics. Let's <laughs> just seem simpler. But I love these, like, um, like the roof rescue. You know, we did. Mm-hmm. We saved that guy down, stuck down the pipe. And I and I like the. There were so many great shows uh, episodes that um, that the firefighters did. But then as a paramedic, I got to be in that diner, and when it blew up, like that was a crazy day. I can imagine. We would actually just did that episode, and we sort of mentioned that in terms of like the the filming of that. I mean, obviously happening not long after nine eleven. I, I can't imagine that there was a whole lot of like the amount of warnings that you sort of the crew would have to put out. We're filming this. There's going to be this. Oh, yeah. There's going to be that. Like just kind of to uh, make sure people were aware of this. Oh yeah, oh yeah. People would get really. There was a lot of PTSD going on in New York, so people would have to. You know, people drop. What's going on? We're like, it's okay, it's okay, it's two show. Never, it's okay. Mm. But the pyrotechnics guys, you know, I mean, I don't think you'd get into that job if you uh, don't like fire <laughs> and blowing things up. <laughs> so they were supposed to do like, you know, enough to like make it an emergency. They all like. We couldn't believe it was times like 10 what they were supposed to do. So it was like massive. <laughs> and the director was like, okay. Because all these people survived and the firefighters looked and they're like, no one would have been alive through that. <laughs> like, all the, the patrons that were still sitting in the diner. Yeah. <laughs> Firefighters like that, that, no, that no, one. Not happened. true, not true. <laughs> too much, too much, yeah. way too much fire. <laughs> I mean, I found it fascinating, I think, kind of when it comes to the fourth season. I mean, we obviously had the episode where kind of you get hit by a car and then it's kind of like, oh crap, you know, yeah. this is, this is pretty, uh, you know, full on. But then ultimately your demise, um, pretty graphic mm-hmm. way for a character to, to yeah. go out getting sort of blown in half, literally, uh, on a car. I mean, was just before we sort of get to that, was it was it your choice to leave the show? Were you written out? Kind of how did it sort of ultimately come that you left Third Watch? They could, you know, they kind of said to us, um, you know, we're going to focus more on the cops, and it's going to be more about the cops now. Which you, I don't know if you have you seen all the seasons. Yeah, absolutely. You can definitely tell that shift yeah. uh, post season four. Yeah, so it's, <laughs> it's going to shift. You can stay here. But, you know, we're, we're going to focus. We think we're going to be more. It's going to be more with the cops now. And I was like, I'm good. I had fun. <laughs> I don't want to. I'm good. I'm going to go now. Um, so that's how that happened. It, it should have been. They should have written yeah. into your character. I mean, you played a firefighter. You played a paramedic. You should have been like, well, write a storyline. I decide to become a police officer and I go through training. And then all of a sudden I can, you know, be a cop. That would yeah. have been fun. <laughs> Yeah, I think that at that point though they had they had portrayed me that Alex is such a you know from the family of firefighters and just so full on firefighter and there's not that much crossover in New York with the firefighters but <laughs> as you can see you know there's some rivalries there so yeah anyway, how- yeah, that's kind of how it happened. They were like, we're going to focus on that. And I said, well, then that's fine. It's interesting to kind of, I guess, kind of have that. Because, I mean, it is kind of a really obvious uh, switch, you know, sort of season five, you know, season six particularly. But, um, I mean. So, they were, you know, that was really great. They were honest with me and they gave me the choice. And so, I I, uh, opted out. Well, how was it then when you get that script to find out your demise that uh, you were going to get blown in half? I mean, that's a pretty uh, memorable way to go out of a TV show. (laughs) I was a little bit traumatized, I have to say. <laughs> and it's hard when I read scripts um, as an actor to separate uh, me from my character, obviously. Um, especially one that I've been playing for a while. 
so I read it and I was like, oh my God. And then I felt really protective of like the, F- the actual FDNY having been so connected to them. And I was like, I think this is just going to re-traumatize people. Too many body parts. I don't like it, you know? <laughs> but then I sat down with Ed and, and Brooke, and Brooke was the, was a real voice of reason. She's like, if you're going to go out, you better, you might as well go out big. And mm-hmm. I was like, so they, they kind of talked me down, you know, because I was a little freaked out by it. And then I got really into it. And, uh, and my, and I was, it became sort of a meta thing, like me, my, my actual legs during the show, who got hit by the car? I did not get hit by a car. <laughs> um, Jody Penn, who was my stunt double, got hit by a car. Mm-hmm. And she was also the legs. So she was my, like my, you know, my, uh, symbolic legs in the show. <laughs> wow. And so she actually saved my legs. And so I, the way we shot that is um, the stunt coordinator, you know, dropped, was hold. she was like kind of doing a half a handstand, you know, <laughs> and then her legs, those are her legs. Wow. Wow. So, That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I just assumed they were props. I didn't even kind of, you know, assume that they no, would have been. Sorry. Wow. Yeah, I'm going to watch nice. that scene differently yeah. now, I feel. Um, it would have been a real sort of shame, like if you had have done like the perfect take, you know, like tell mom it didn't hurt. And then all of a sudden it's like, no, it can't, her legs were moving. Sorry, do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, right. Well, it was a very challenging day of shooting. Right when they started doing that scene, it started to lightly snow. Like, uh, rain. like not real snow. It was like rain, I guess. It was a cold rain is more what it was. And so I had to keep my, like, dive my eyes when I was getting hit. It was, it was very, it was all very intense. Wow. And it was sad. Wow. And, like, the boom operator was crying. And everyone was like, you know, it was, it's kind of a, it was kind of a big moment. Wow. Yeah. I mean, because, I mean, you were the first, I guess, person, a major character to, I guess, leave the show since Bobby. And, I guess, the, the second to die after Bobby. Yeah. I mean, at that point, everybody who had left right. the show got killed off. Um, so, yeah. it was kind of like a bit of a track record. Well, actually, one of our listener questions, Jim Tidd, uh, actually ask the question like where like had maybe the shift not really been towards the police like as you were sort of saying uh, after season four where did you see the the character of uh taylor going had you know maybe she continued on into season five and that shift necessarily hadn't been towards the cops hmm. that's a great question uh i don't know i'm not really sure i, I mean I think she was so affected by her father that I could see her, you know, sort of losing her passion and, and maybe questioning why she was still doing this or, or going the other way and being like really gung ho and like trying to become a lieutenant or something like that, you know, trying to honor her father. Mm-hmm. Those have been two, two kind of more obvious ways that, you know, to play it. Mm. Um, but also, you know, I don't know. Alex was a Alex was for being like so kind of sullen, not sullen, but withdrawn sometimes. <laughs> but she was fine. Um, she was kind of lucky in love, so maybe she fell would have fallen in love. Yeah, like, you know, maybe continued with Eddie. Come on, I, th- I always felt there was something there between Eddie, Taylor and no, Jimmy. You <laughs> should have loved uh, Kim's character. Sorry, it was Kim's character. Kim. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, Kim. What should have loved Kim for? For Alex, yeah. Come on, that, now let's, let's redo that. that. <laughs> that's what I'm voting for. Yep, yep. There we go. They get marily, married and happily yeah, ever after. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, now, what was your what was your favorite storyline? What was kind of like out of all the the ones that you were sort of involved in third watch? Did you have a particular one that you that you enjoyed the most? Uh, 
Well, I had so much fun shooting that scene where they hung me up on the hook in the firehouse. Yes. <laughs> like, any of that kind of stuff was really fun for me. Uh, and and I just loved working with those firefighters. We had so much fun together. Um, so I, I liked that. And I liked I liked when Alex got to be a hero. Um, that was really fun in the diner, that storyline, mm-hmm. you know, that episode. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, any of those were good. I mean, I wanted. I think I, they could have taken the Kobe relationship a little further. That would have been that was fun, but it maybe could have gone a little more further. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she died, so she up and died. So what are you gonna do? Yeah, not really much you can do when you're kind of in two parts on a street in New York. So um, <laughs> it's a little get some glue or something. But I mean, you sort of mentioned that you sort of you, you stay in touch with a few of, of the guys. I mean, outside of the ones you sort of mentioned, who are the other ones that you sort of over the years you've kind of remained in in touch with? Um, so Mike Beach mm-hmm. and Anthony. Um, I see. Who else do I see? I always forget. Well, so some of the other people, like the writer Siobhan, is worked on Third Watch, and she's also worked on Blue Blood. So, um, so some of the people behind the scenes, like Brooke Kennedy, I'm still friends with. Mm-hmm. And uh, but in terms of the actors, like I'm friendly, friendly with um, those two guys. I've run into the most. Mm-hmm. And uh, who else? I don't really see Kobe. He's busy in LA. He's got a new uh, show now, doesn't he? He's in that uh, X Men yeah, show. He does. Yeah, yeah, so good. And that, yeah, that's about that's about it. I'm trying to think who else. I haven't seen Jason or and Molly did an episode of Blue Blood, so I saw her a couple years ago. And we saw, because uh, one thing we're noticing actually sort of, because um, I watch Blue Bloods and I'll ask you about that in a second, but it's it's, it's interesting kind of the crossover I find because so many actors who have appeared on Third Watch have gone on to be on Blue Bloods. I mean, there was, Anthony was on an episode, I think was it last season or, or whatever it was. And yes. Mike was on an episode too, was he not, I feel like. I, I feel like so many of the cast have, have appeared on it. Um, so it's it's almost like, I like watching it just because it's almost kind of like a, a slight continuation of Third Watch in my mind. Just because there's so many connections. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. And yeah, Mike Beach was he played he played some this uh, guy that was helping um, my character on Blue Bugs, her husband. And there's a scene where he runs out in the backyard. And actually, the writer was Siobhan, who wrote up for Third Watch. We took some pictures together that day. But he ran out to the yard, and he's supposed to like say, "Do you know where Danny is?" And then they would cut, and then he would always say. And you look so familiar. Don't I know you from somewhere? <laughs> and we would laugh. <laughs> That's and funny. And I was like, you familiar too <laughs> well I, I mean i have to ask now we're on the topic and i sort of you know i'm sure this is a question that most people are sort of asking with you recently because i mean given that you know we're just sort of into the halfway through the new season of blue bloods and um sadly uh linda no longer with us um i mean what kind of what was that happened around all that was that was again was that your choice to leave i mean and kind of just everything. There's a lot of fan backlash about the fact that not only you left, but you were killed off screen. You kind of didn't even get a farewell episode. I know. Well, that I wouldn't have done that. I would have not done that that way. That was, you know, I don't. I don't write these things. <laughs> I just do. I just act them. Um, but you know, that was their choice, uh, which is sad because you know you could always 
Donnie was like, why don't they just send you to California <laughs> to heal your, to take care of your mom or something? I don't know. But I was like, I don't know. Um, yeah, that was, that. it was, I did seven good years on that show though. So, you know, I've passed, that was, that was over, I don't know how many episodes, over a hundred, a hundred, a hundred and I don't know, but over a hundred episodes. So, you know, things just, contracts are up and then, you know, you, you have to make decisions about what's, what's the best thing to do and, and it just didn't work out. So, mm. so here I am. And have you, have you appreciated kind of the fan? Cause I mean, it, it, we obviously got a few oh, people sort of mentioned it. it's been amazing. Yeah. Well, I had the feeling I was like, I, you know, the fans are really going to be upset, <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, the fan response has been so gratifying because. You know, you you build a character and you do what what you can with what you're given, and people really connected to her, and I uh, I'm just so like grateful that you know everyone I've gotten so many nice messages like that it's it's a bit overwhelming, and I just I'm really grateful to how lovely the fans have been. You know, it's like oh they really love that character. That's amazing. Um. You know, and I miss uh, Donnie, but we're still friends, and uh, and Will, I talked to Will, and so you know, you make these friends, and you spend seven years together. Especially that's odd because we're like a family. So I can't even watch that show now because it's like it's kind of like peering down from heaven. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> actually- and it would be too sad for me to see like the boys with you know yeah. like I. Guys grow up, so yeah. Well, your on-screen children. I'm just. I found an article here. It's interesting. They've got um, six uh, ideas to bring Linda Reagan back from the dead. Uh, so you know, there's kind of things like this that you faked your own death to protect you from the people who burnt the house down. That the Mexican yeah. cartel kidnapped you. Uh, these are good ideas. Uh- <laughs> I know they have good ideas. They do. They do. Wow. They do. Wow. But I don't write. They. That, that's. That, um, as Tom Selleck used to say, that's above my pay grade. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. Uh, so what's what's next for you, Amy? What's kind of what's what's kind of the plan now? Any projects coming up or anything uh, happening now that uh, you sort do, of I, open? Yeah, I do, but I never like to talk about them until they're actually shooting because I don't like to jinx anything. That's Good like, idea. That's money. That's you. Know. <laughs> um, but yeah, just just um, continuing to work and and follow. What what interests me and continuing, um, all that kind of stuff. Being a mom, I have you know, being a mom and being an actor and living in New York and the, all that kind of stuff. Mm. I saw so, the yeah, I saw the video on YouTube of your of your daughter interviewing you. That was kind of cute. I like oh, that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, she's so she's something else. Yeah, she has a <laughs> show. She does. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, there's, there's um, Ryan Murphy's new show, 911's coming out. That's sort of almost like a third watch reboot in some ways. It's about the uh, emergency service workers of LA. So, you know, if you kind of want to revive Taylor in some weird way, you can kind of, I don't know, contact Ryan Murphy, see oh, if you can do something idea. along those lines. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, they have down there right now, so they could write, they could include that. And I'm sure he's, you know, life is so interesting how it can affect the TV because they've got all those fires in LA right now. And I'm mm-hmm. sure that he's going to be that he'll have to include that somehow. Yeah. That's like the most wonderful thing about TV is, you know, even though like going back to blue buds, even though the character of Linda has died, you know, they it's TV is like ever evolving in its stories. It's an active medium. You know, you don't, 
you don't do the two hours of the film and then it's over. Mm -hmm. It's, it grows as, you know, writers are writing today and uh, for episodes on Blue Bloods or 9-11, the, the show you, that you just told me about. <laughs> so it evolves. And so that's like kind of the cool part of it, you know, that you, you see what happens kind of in, in life. It, it also is on t as it is on TV. Mm, yeah, yeah. Very, very good point. And that kind of, I guess, why we, we all love it, why we can sit here and talk about it and we can kind of go over yeah. everything sort of uh, in between. But Amy, can I just say, uh, it's been an absolute honor to be able to talk to you today. I really do appreciate your time on the show. And, uh, yeah, uh, we're great to bring back these memories of Third Watch and obviously, uh, you know, looking forward to, to seeing what's next for you when we, uh, see you grace our, uh, screens, uh, moving forward into the future. <laughs> Good. Good. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. It was so fun to talk to you. And a huge, huge pleasure to have Amy on the show. Many, many thanks. Uh, for her to uh, for joining me on the show today, and of course to uh, all those involved in uh, arranging the interview, uh, to especially shout out to uh, to Lauren for helping that uh, come together. Uh, very much appreciate uh, giving the time to us to speak to Amy today here on the show. And uh, yeah, such an honor, such a pleasure, and uh, very much a, a fanboy fan exciting moment uh, for me to speak to anyone from uh, Third Watch. Uh, and we plan to have some more for you as well. We're obviously uh, putting the feelers out there to try and get more of these people on the show, so stay tuned for that. Uh, if there's anyone specific that you would like us to reach out to, by all means, send us a message. Uh, we are reaching out to the most people that we can kind of get uh, in touch with, so for the most chance, uh, if you do message us in about it, we probably already have reached out to them, but that still doesn't mean you can't send us in uh, a message to kind of uh, go along with it and uh, say who you like on the show and just have a bit of a conversation with us in regards to uh, our coverage of Third Watch because, uh, again, we're, we're calling it an exclusive. We're the only podcast um, that is covering Third Watch, as ever has covered Third Watch. Uh, by all means, if we're wrong about that, somebody please point us out to the other show because I would love to listen to it. I honestly would. Um, so, uh, yeah, we obviously are looking forward to bringing you more coverage of what I say is the greatest television show in the history of TV, but I'm biased. That's how I think. Uh, so make sure you do subscribe to us online. We, of course, are on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Best places to find us out there. And whilst you're there, it'd be great if you could leave us some feedback. We appreciate any comments, and we'd love to hear what you think of the show. You can like us on Facebook. Just search for The Oz Network. And, of course, on Twitter as well, The Oz Network. or on Instagram. And you can also find us on YouTube as well. Uh, TheOzNetwork.net is our website where you can find all episodes, all interviews, from other shows that we've done as well. And, of course, uh, if you wish to send us a direct email, theoznetwork at hotmail.com, or you can find our contact form on our website. Once again, thanks to Amy, and thanks to everybody for tuning in to the show today. My name is Ben. This has been The Oz Network, and we'll speak to you next time. Good night. Thank you for listening to The Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.